1: We now rejoin today's message, already in progress. God is saying here, think about my word. Think about my promises. What have I promised you? A lot of people say, well, God hasn't promised me anything. Yes, he has. This whole book is full of promises. I guarantee whatever need you have in life, there is an answer for it in the Bible. I guarantee it. Think of something. Anything at all. Let's just say prosperity. Okay. Financial prosperity. Well, let me see here. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate in the word of God day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in the word of God. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Bingo. Amen. Amen. And you'll have good success. Your business will be a success. Your life will be a success. Whatever you're doing is going to be successful. If you rely on leadership from the word of God. Amen. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of another they will not follow. So when it seems like you want to go over here and do this. And and you hear that Holy Spirit say, no, don't go over there. Don't go that way. Go over here. Listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The quantifying factor here is you have to meditate in the Bible. The book of the law, that's the first five books of the Torah. That's all they had. Amen. You know, the New Testament wasn't written until decades after Jesus died and rose, to, and rose back from the grave and ascended to heaven. Up until that time all they had was the Old Testament. Everywhere in the New Testament when you see someone says according to the Scriptures, they're not talking about Second Corinthians or anything like that. That wasn't written yet. When they when when they're they're talking in the Bible, the, in the New Testament, let me find something in here. Glory to God. And it talks about according to the scriptures. But they did not have the... Oh, here we go. Let's go to Romans chapter 7. Don't you know, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, that's the Old Testament, how that the law, the Old Testament, has dominion over a man as long as he is alive? For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he is alive. But if the husband is dead, she's loosed from the law of her husband. And if you read on down... Uh, For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. The Old Testament, the law, the Torah, was delivered to man to establish death, not life. Verse 6 in Romans chapter 7 says, But now we are delivered from the law. We've been delivered from the Old Testament. That being dead wherein we were held, that we should, be, we, should, we should serve in the newness of spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. What do we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. No. I had not known sin, but by the law. For if I had known lust, for I had not known lust, except the law has said, you shall not covet. But sin, taken occasion by the commandment, worked in me all manner of conspicuence. For without the law, sin was dead. There was no life before the law. Or I should say there was no death before the law. There was nothing but life. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found it to be to death. For sin, taken occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it, by the commandment, by the law, it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and commandments holy, and just and good. Well, was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid, no. But sin, so that it might appear sin, worked death in me by that which is good. What's he saying here, Brother Bob? What he's saying is, before Moses received the law from God, there was... There was sin in the earth, yes, but there was no written legal document from God to man that said you shall only have one wife, not multiple wives. That you should not have sex with your uh, and take as a wife your your father's daughter. You know, so be like your stepsister, i.e., Abraham and Sarai or Sarah. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't against the law. At that point in time. It wasn't until the law came to Moses. That these things came into being. Now. Back to Joshua. That's all he had. Was what Moses read. The first five books of the Bible. The Torah. That's the law. That's the word. That God's telling Joshua to focus on. We. Through Jesus. The old law has passed away. And to us, all things have become new. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and was God. There was not anything created that was not created without Him, without the Word. And that Word became flesh. Amen. The Word became Jesus. Jesus lived the Word on this earth. And when He died, oh, listen to me. Everywhere he went, when he said, it is written, he's, talking, he's not talking about 2 Corinthians 7.6 or anything like that. He's talking about the Old Testament. When he says, it is written, he is talking about the Old Testament. Amen? He said, I have not come to do away with the law, I've come to fulfill it. And then he started talking about his death. And then his resurrection. And then the establishment of the church into the earth. Jesus commanded us. Turn over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In verse 5. Matthew 10. Well, we'll start in verse 1. We'll look at verse 1. He called to him his 12 disciples, and he, Jesus, gave his disciples. What is a disciple? It's a follower. That's all it means, a follower. If you are a Christian studying the word of God, you are a disciple of Christ. I know there's a denomination called the disciples of Christ. I'm not talking about that. Is there a motorcycle club called the same thing? If you are a believer following Jesus, you are a disciple. You're learning more about him, to be like him. That's what a disciple is. Jesus called his 12 disciples and gave them power. Now, you can't give something you don't possess. He's already demonstrated to his disciples he has power over unclean spirits, demons, and sicknesses and diseases. So now he says, I'm giving you power or against unclean spirits. So you can cast them out. And I've given you power to heal. All manner of diseases and sicknesses. And then it goes through the list of the names. And these twelve Jesus sent forth. And commanded them saying. Do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Don't go, out, don't go over there to where all those unbelievers are. Amen. Don't go over there. To fellowship with them. And, and preach the gospel to them. That time's not yet come that." Don't go into any of the city of the Samaritans. What's a Samaritan? Some people don't know this. If, let's just use this as an example. Your father was a Jew, and he married an Egyptian woman. The result is a Samaritan. Samaria is really, okay. Uh, the father married a Samaritan woman, had children, they would be Samaritans. In other words, half... Israeli, half Jewish, half something else. Okay? In that area was Samaritans. I don't want to call them half breeds as a derogatory term. But half Jewish, half something else. In this case, half Samaritans. Or half Samarians. So they call them Samaritans. Alright. So says, don't go over there. It says, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The lost sheep. Of the house of Israel. Let's focus on that word for a minute. Israel is Jacob, the lost sheep of the house of Jacob. Who is the lost sheep? Well, Jesus clearly said that when he looks when he looked at all the Jewish people, they were sheep without a shepherd. A sheep without a shepherd is a lost sheep. Amen. So he's sending them to the entire house of Israel. The house of Jacob. That's the 12 tribes. Actually, it's 13 tribes of Jacob. And he says, and as you go, preach. And now he's going to tell them what to preach. Saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What is the kingdom of heaven? Of heaven, The kingdom of heaven is the second Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem. Amen? The heavenly Jerusalem that's above the city of Jerusalem on the earth. The book of Revelation clearly talks about the second Jerusalem coming down from heaven above. Amen? Uh, let's see. Let get over here. Revelation chapter 21 do, 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 do. chapter 21 verse 1 and i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea and i john saw the holy city the new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven "...prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying." Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, idolaters, liars, they all shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let's go over that list one more time. The fearful, those who are full of fear full of fear unbelievers the abominable oh I'm not going to go into that subject right now because I wouldn't get off it in time but what does God call the abominable things wasn't that homosexuality might as well just call it out the homosexuals are an abomination to God and what does that say Since it is an abomination. They're having their part in the lake of fire. And not just them. But those that promote it. Those that push it. Those that pass laws supporting these abominable things. That's over in Romans chapter 2. Verse 32. Who knowing the judgment of God. That they which commit such things are worthy of death. They not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Verse twenty-seven talks about about twenty-six. Uh, t- 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 here's here's uh, let's go to Romans chapter not chapter two chapter one chapter one verse sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God on the salvation to everyone that believes. Amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, it is the power of God the good news of salvation in Christ, the forgiveness of sins, the gift of everlasting life, righteousness in the eyes of God, because we are righteous through Jesus, is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, in other words, the non-Jew. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live By faith. That's how we're to live. By faith. By faith in what Jesus has done for us. We live. And will live. Glory to God. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. They call unrighteousness truth. They call things that are not righteous truth. There's only, Jesus said, why are you calling me? Uh, what did he tell the, the servant? Uh, he said, why are you calling me good? Only one's good, that's God. In John 17, 17, Jesus said, praying to God for his disciples and for us in that prayer, said, thy word is truth. And here, he says, they hold the truth In unrighteousness. They call the Bible as being unrighteous. It's not fair. Your Bible's not right. You hear that all over the common culture today. That Bible is just old, outdated. It's not right. Your Bible's not right. And that's what he said will happen in the last days. They will hold the truth as being unrighteous. Because that which may be known of God is manifested in them. For God has shown it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that were made. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, you know I get letters sometimes and emails uh what about people who have never heard about Jesus? Are they automatically sent to hell sent to hell? No because God says right here he's revealed himself in nature, so you know you get questions about what about the American Indians that never heard about Jesus? they have. God revealed himself to them. Well, if they never heard of Jesus, brother Bob, then they can't be saved. Well, God can do anything, can he? Would he be unjust to send people who never heard about salvation in Jesus to hell? Yeah. So he made the way for them. So you're saying there's more than one way to heaven, not through Jesus. No, I didn't say that either. I'm saying those who sought God that did not know or hear about Jesus, God revealed himself to them. And they worshipped him. I'm not going down that rabbit trail. That's not what we're talking about here today. Verse 21 in Romans chapter 1 because that, when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. They professed themselves to be wise, but really they became fools. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image like a corruptible man, into birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. They who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who's blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men. They left the natural use of the woman, which is reproduction, burned in their lust one for another. Men with men, doing that which is unseemly. In other words, doing that which, to the Apostle Paul says, seems impossible and receiving in themselves the repayment or recompense of their error which was meet or which was right. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient or not right. They, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, Full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, i.e. TV talk shows, disobedient to their parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who... Knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they have pleasure in them that do them. They promote those, they help those that do them. And that's the day and time in which we live right now. I mean, we studied this out before, where... When a, a nation and a culture The people Decide They're not serving God anymore They're not going to Honor him As first in their life anymore The first area this shows up in Is Sexual promiscuity You've seen it throughout the Old Testament That's uh, Sodom and Gomorrah uh, That's the days of Noah We'll go with that one. (laughs) The days of Noah was first. Sodom and Gomorrah carried it a step further. Because once you have the sexual revolution, which in the United States started in the 1960s after they voted God out of public schools, can't have the Ten Commandments on the bulletin board anymore. Do you know why? You know what the the ruling was by the Supreme Court Justice? I can't remember the name. I just remember the the quote. He said, if you post the Ten Commandments on a school bulletin board, a child might read them. Really? And if he reads them, he might then want to do them. And if 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 he wants to do that, then he's changing his life To follow the Ten Commandments, and the public schools cannot do that because they're not supposed to be pushing one religion over another. Something along those lines. So, therefore, the Ten Commandments are not allowed in school. And that began. Right after that is when the sexual revolution started. You voted God out of public schools, he left. Then it was the the hippie era, early to mid-60s, towards the late 60s. And then came abortions, because that's the next thing. Women who were now caught up in the sexual revolution. Well, when you have sex with multiple partners and all the time, you do what feels good because it feels good, some things naturally happen. Well, that was going to interfere with their lifestyle. They didn't want to have kids. They wanted to party and have a good time. So then abortions came into being. And then when sex with women didn't satisfy and women with men didn't work out, you know, didn't give them enough, the metrosexuals came along. And then that graduated into the homosexual movement, the gays and lesbians and transgenders and all that. Now you have movies put out, books written, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. It's all about sexual immorality and bondage and things like that. See how it's just a slippery slope? Once you get on it, it's hard to stop. That is what Jesus is talking about, what the Apostle Paul is talking about, inspired by the Holy Spirit, right here. And what do we hear? What is the big fight about all the time? It's... A minority, a small group of people who says we're being discriminated against. You know, you see in the news all the time about uh, a Christian bakery or something like that that refused to, you know, got bakeries and photo companies, you know, the person has a, a Photoshop, you know, photography studio. And a gay couple wants to hire them for their wedding. They say, no, I don't do gay weddings, sorry. And they get sued. Instead of going to find someone who will do it, they take the time to go get a lawyer, file a lawsuit to make this guy take pictures of our wedding. Or make this company, make this bakery, bake our gay wedding cake. Instead of... Taking their resources and going to A gay photographer No, they don't want to do that That's not the point The point is You have to respect us That's the point
0: The point is you got to do what we say Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.
1: Plus.